0: Hey, this is Matthew Lilly. Welcome to the Presence Pioneers podcast. Did you know that the song Joy to the World, the Christmas song, is actually not about the birth of Jesus, which is what we celebrate at Christmas time it's actually about the time when Jesus comes the second time when Jesus returns to the earth and brings the fullness of his kingdom that's what i want to talk about today is christmas the return of jesus and this idea of forerunners that when jesus was born the first time he came to earth there were forerunners there were human beings in the storyline in the narrative who were partnering with God to accomplish His purposes for Jesus coming to the earth, who are preparing the way for that, and who prepared the way for His earthly ministry. And just like there were forerunners for Jesus' first coming, there's forerunners for Jesus's second coming. And that's actually what God has called you to be and what He's called me to be, what He's called the body of Christ to be. So we're going to look at what it means to be a forerunner in this time when we're celebrating the first coming of Jesus. We're also looking forward To the second coming of Jesus. But before I dive in too deep here, I want to just welcome you to the Presence Pioneers podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you're new, I want to let you know the Presence Pioneers podcast exists to equip presence-centered communities to host and experience the presence of God through day and night worship and prayer. So we want to help you and your community experience more of God's Presence. So what we do is we release episodes on Thursdays. They're either short little Bible teachings like the episode today, or they're interviews and conversations with leaders in the worship and prayer movement or Bible teachers to help us and equip us to worship and pray. So please hit subscribe so you can catch an episode every Thursday and uh, stay in touch with us. We would love that. You can also visit our website at presencepioneers.org. There you can subscribe via email, which is actually my personal favorite. You can also browse all of the archives, search by keyword, by topic. You can also learn more about our other ministries there, and you can make a donation if you'd like to do that. And this month, December 2020, when we're recording this and releasing this particular episode, we're in the midst of a uh, end-of-year campaign to raise money for our ministry And so you can go to fundprayer.com or our main website at presencepioneers.org and make a donation. And we'd specifically just love to ask you to help, especially if you've been following the podcast, if it's been enjoyable, helpful to you. Can you help us meet our goal here for the end of the year and allow us to continue to connect, equip, and plant worship and prayer communities, which is the vision and the mission of Presence Pioneers. So again, you can go to fundprayer.com if you'd like. To give, and we really appreciate that. Thanks so much. All right. Well, let's dive in today. So, again, we're, you know, the time of year, December, Christmas time, where people are thinking about the birth of Jesus. And I love that story, you know, Jesus being born, Mary and Joseph, the wise men, the shepherds, and all that. But I love sort of the secondary characters. Of course, Jesus is the main character, but I love the fact. That when God wanted to come to the earth, that he decided to do it in partnership with other people, with humanity. I love Mary and Joseph and Zachariah and Elizabeth and Anna and Simeon. There's all these characters, especially when you look at the book of Luke, which is what we're going to mostly be looking at today that God chose to cooperate with these willing vessels to bring forth his dream. He didn't just plop a person supernaturally into the earth. He didn't just manifest himself with God in the flesh, but he chose to do it all in cooperation and partnership with people. And there were those who were acting as forerunners, which is what we wanna talk about today, who were connecting to God's purposes and preparing the way for him to come. And just like Jesus came before, he's coming again, And there's going to be forerunners on the earth that the body of Christ, you and I, are going to be acting as forerunners, preparing the way. For Jesus to come again. And so we can look at these characters like Anna and John the Baptist that we're going to look at today, and we can get an understanding of what God has called us to do and what He's inviting us into, that we get to be a part of the storyline. We get to be a part of making history, of changing the earth, of seeing heaven come to earth, seeing God's kingdom manifested, and ultimately seeing Jesus return, which is really amazing, really exciting. So When you look back, you see like the shepherds and the wise men in the story, they weren't necessarily prepared. Uh, They didn't know what was coming uh, until it came. But there's a couple of characters that did. You see Mary, who an angel came and visited her and gave her a heads up. When she found out what God was wanting to do, she had to come into agreement with it. And she said, let it be to me according to your word. And then she literally gave birth to the Messiah On the earth. You see, uh, the intercessor Anna, who we're going to get into here in a second, she was praying and fasting for decades leading up to the return of Jesus. And as soon as he came and was brought into the temple, she recognized him because God always brings heaven to earth in partnership with humanity. That's my main point today. God always brings heaven to earth in partnership with humanity. So let's take a minute and let's look at Anna and then John the Baptist. It says in Luke chapter two, verse 36, that there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phenuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age and had lived with the husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So, Anna was this prophetic intercessor who, it says she stayed in the temple day and night for decades, decades. She was giving herself to the ministry of prayer, giving herself to a lifestyle of fasting, seeing prophetically what God wanted to do and coming into agreement with it, with her prayers for decades, literally praying in the birth of Jesus to the earth. This is an amazing picture of faithfulness in the place of prayer that can inspire all of us. Uh, And she was one of these forerunners that prepared the way for Jesus to come. Now, Anna's an amazing picture of what it looks like to give yourself to vocational prayer. If you want to be a prayer missionary or intercessory missionary, that's a real legit calling. And we have an episode on that where uh, Johan jumped on and shared his story of that. And so Anna's an amazing picture of what it looks like to give yourself to prayer as your job, as your primary ministry and vocation. Uh, but Anna was also an evangelist. It says in verse 38 that when Jesus came, she began to speak of him to others. So she was... Uh, given herself to prayer, but she was also a voice to proclaim Jesus as well. And so Anna's not just an inspiration to us, but she's actually a type. She's a picture of the body of Christ, of the church. Uh, Before Jesus returns again, the church is going to be like Anna. We're going to be a church that's given to prayer, given to fasting, crying out to God day and night, we're gonna be a prophetic people. We're gonna see what God wants to do. We're gonna know the word of God. We're gonna know the Holy Spirit. We're gonna be able to have vision to see what God wants to do. And we're gonna agree with it in prayer and fasting and intercession. And we're gonna give birth to God's purposes in the earth. And 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 we're gonna proclaim the name of Jesus as evangelists to see God's kingdom come. And we're gonna be forerunners. So Anna's a picture of really, the corporate body of Christ. She's an individual uh, historically and can inspire us personally, but she's really a type of the body of Christ, the church and and how we're gonna be positioned and ready for the return of Jesus. Again, because God always brings heaven to earth in partnership with humanity. And Anna was positioned in partnership with God through prayer, fasting, intercession. And God is inviting us to be in that same position Now, Anna was a forerunner to Jesus's coming. John the Baptist was a forerunner to Jesus's ministry. And so let's look at a couple verses about John the Baptist. I'm going to read a few out of the book of Luke here. Luke chapter 1, starting at verse 15. This is a prophecy of John the Baptist. It says, He will be great in the sight of the Lord and will drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Spirit, even from his mother's womb, He will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will go before him, meaning go before Jesus, go before him. Or or some translations like New American Standard says, he will be a forerunner before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the Father to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So this is verse 18, Luke 1, excuse me, verse 17, Luke 117 is where we get this word forerunner from. This is the biblical basis for this idea that John the Baptist was a forerunner for Jesus. He was anointed by the Holy Spirit, and it says that he went in the spirit and power of Elijah, which we're gonna talk about here in just a minute. Verse 76, there's some more prophetic promises over John the Baptist It says, you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest. You will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. So this is the same idea that John the Baptist was called to be a one who prepares and one who goes before and one who's a forerunner, okay? And again, this is something that God is calling us to. He's calling us to be forerunners. And let's talk about this phrase, the spirit and the power of Elijah. Oh, wait, hold on. Before I get into that, let me read one more passage about John the Baptist, Luke chapter three, verses three through six. It says, he. this is after he had had grown up and began his ministry. It says, he went into all the region around Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins, as it's written in the book of the words of Isaiah, the prophet saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be lifted and every mountain brought low. The crooked places will be made straight and the rough ways smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. So you can begin to see a picture of John the Baptist's ministry here. It says that John operated in the spirit and the power of Elijah. So we know John the Baptist preached repentance and called people to repentance before Jesus began his public ministry. But in verse 17 of Luke 1, it says he operated in the spirit the power of Elijah. What does that mean? Well, the Jewish people were expecting Elijah to actually return before the Messiah came. So their understanding was that Elijah would come and then the Messiah would come, the Savior would come. And so when John the Baptist shows up on the scene, it says that he's coming in the spirit and the power of Elijah. So the spirit of Elijah Uh, not necessarily that he was Elijah. And so you get that promise about Elijah in Malachi 4, verses five through six. We won't look at it at the moment. But Jesus was asked about this and asking if John the Baptist was Elijah. And it's a fascinating response in Matthew chapter 17, verses 11 through 13. And so here's how it goes. Jesus answered and said, indeed, Elijah is coming first and will restore all things. But I say to you, Elijah has come already. And they did not know him, but did to him whatever they wished. Likewise, the Son of Man is also about to suffer at their hands. So, uh, And then it says in verse right after that, it says, the disciples understood that he spoke to them of John the Baptist. So Jesus is saying, uh, John the Baptist has come already as Elijah. Elijah's come already because John the Baptist has come. But wait, he also says, Elijah is coming and we'll restore all things so he's saying yes elijah has come but is also is coming and that's a strange way to to answer this question about elijah and to talk about john the baptist but we have to understand as i've talked about before that the kingdom of god is now and it's not yet so... hey guys this is matthew we'll get back to the episode in just a moment if you're enjoying the podcast, Please consider joining Presence Pioneers Premium, our brand new subscriber community. Paid subscribers will get exclusive premium content, such as bonus podcast episodes, exclusive articles, early releases, and more. Presence Pioneers will be releasing its first e-course in 2024, with many more to come. And the Presence Pioneers Premium subscribers will always have full access to the entire library of online courses. Visit media.presencepioneers.org or click the link in the description to join today. You can become a premium member today for an introductory price of only $5 a month. When the price goes up in the future, as our library of resources grows, you can stay subscribed at the original price. If you've enjoyed our podcast for a while, becoming a premium member is a simple way for you to help us cover the cost of producing this podcast and partner with Presence Pioneers in equipping the church with resources for day and night prayer, prophetic worship, missions, and revival. Visit media.presencepioneers.org to sign up today. Jesus says, it is coming and it has come. Elisha has come, but Elisha is coming. And it's this idea that Jesus has come and he's dropped the seed of the kingdom of God into the earth. And that kingdom is spreading through his people and his ways are advancing in the earth. But we also understand that because the world is broken uh, and there's the fall and you know, because of the result of sin, that the fullness of God's kingdom on the earth cannot be established until Jesus comes again. So the, is the kingdom now? Yes. Is the kingdom coming? Yes. Was John the Baptist a forerunner? Yes. Are there more forerunners coming? Yes, there are. The one Elijah is coming. And just like John the Baptist prepared the way, God is going to raise up his people to prepare the way for his second coming to the earth. Because as I've said, God always brings heaven to earth in partnership with humanity. So let's take the last few minutes here and let's you know we we see Anna, we see John the Baptist. You're probably starting to get an idea of the kinds of things that forerunners do. But let's I just want to make it as clear as I possibly can here and and just give a profile of what it means to be a forerunner. What does it mean for us to say yes like Mary did, to say yes like Anna did, to say yes like John the Baptist did, and be a part of history, and be a part of Jesus's second coming. How do we prepare the way? How do we become forerunners? Isaiah 40 verse 3 is one of the prophecies that was quoted from the Old Testament and applied to John the Baptist, which I read a few minutes ago. It says, a voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway." For our God. And I believe this is in many ways the job description of a forerunner. So, forerunners are forged in the wilderness, forged in the wilderness of prayer and fasting. So, that's the first thing prayer and fasting. Forerunners engage in prayer and fasting. The wilderness in scripture. Uh, describes a challenging season. It, des- it describes a season of preparation before coming fully into your destiny. So David, you know, was chased around in the wilderness while Saul was trying to kill him before he became king. Israel had to wander around in the wilderness before they were able to enter into the promised land. These kinds of stories are throughout the scriptures, and so the wilderness is a place of preparation. Uh, the wilderness creates humility and dependence. So if God's called us to be forerunners, He's calling us into the wilderness, uh, which can be challenging. It can be humbling. It, it's, a, it's a place of becoming dependent upon God. And in order to be prepared, us to be prepared, to engage in God's purposes and to be used by Him, uh, He's saying, come away with me to the wilderness. The, the wilderness is a place of prayer. It's like the secret place Jesus talked about, the place of hiddenness. It's a place of fasting. So Jesus, before he began his ministry, he had a wilderness experience for 40 days where he went into the wilderness and he prayed and fasted in Matthew chapter four. The song of Solomon 8.5 describes the woman coming out of the wilderness, leaning on her beloved. Uh, So the bride is leaning on her beloved and it's a picture of the church. It's a picture of us trusting in Jesus, our beloved one, our bridegroom, And so the wilderness is a place where we cultivate trust and intimacy with God, dependence upon God. It's the secret place. It's the place of prayer, uh, the place of fasting. And so forerunners are forged in the wilderness. Now, forerunners are voices also. Those voices are forged in the wilderness. The voice cries in the wilderness. That is the context of the forerunner messengers, the forerunner voices, those who proclaim the return of Jesus, who proclaim the gospel of the kingdom of God, those that God's gonna use to prepare the way for his second coming, they're first and foremost, they're people of intimacy with God. They've been forged in hard places. They've been forged in hiddenness. They've been broken of this uh, selfish pursuit of ambition and a name and a brand, and they've been humbled uh, in the presence of God, in the in the secret places with the Lord. Now, forerunners do emerge from this wilderness, though, with a voice, with a clear message, with a prophetic sound. Forerunners are prophetic messengers. The fact that they're prophetic means that they're visionaries. They see what God wants to do. They know the Word of God. They've studied the Scriptures. They've they've studied God's prophetic promises in the Word. They're they're tuned to the Holy Spirit. They're pioneers because they see what's not yet. They're forerunners. They forge the way. They prepare the way. They're presence pioneers, right? They see and declare what's yet to come. What other people don't see, forerunners are already seeing it happen. So they're, they're prophetic and they're speaking it and declaring it and they're praying it. And so most people, they either tend to like the wilderness of prayer and fasting, or they want to be a voice, a prophetic voice to preach and to prophesy. And sometimes people try to skip the wilderness and go ahead and preach and prophesy. uh, And there's not authority on their message because they haven't been forged in the wilderness. But a true forerunner is a voice crying out in the wilderness. Some people get in the wilderness and they don't wanna leave and they never become a voice. But if you really press into the heart of God, you're gonna emerge from the place of prayer and fasting and intimacy with the Lord. And you're gonna have a word in your heart and you're gonna be able to proclaim with boldness Uh, God's purposes and his plans and what he's done, who he is and what he is gonna do. And so that's the heart of a forerunner is is it's a voice crying out, in the wilderness, uh, living in that tension rooted in in intimacy with Jesus in the the hidden place, in the secret place, but also boldly proclaiming to the culture and to the broken world uh, who God is and what He's doing and that He's coming again. And so because they're in that tension, because forerunners are in that both and dynamic where they're in the wilderness, but they're also proclaiming to the world, forerunners are intercessors. That's number three. Forerunners are Forged in the wilderness of fasting and prayer, number one. Number two, forerunners are a prophetic voice proclaiming who God is. Number three, forerunners are intercessors. They're those who stand in the gap between heaven and earth, and they practice the ministry of reconciliation. They're praying God's purposes, and they're they're bringing people to Jesus. They're intercessors. All right, so guys, God is preparing His bride for His return. And before He returns, the church will be in partnership with him and his purposes, in the spirit and power of Elijah, the body of Christ, we're going to be praying and fasting day and night, declaring the gospel with boldness and power to every nation. This is what's going to lead to the second coming of Jesus and the full establishment of God's kingdom on the earth. And that's what God's inviting us to. And so as we celebrate the fact that Jesus has come, let's also remember that he did that in the context of forerunners who are agreeing with his purposes and preparing the way for all that he wanted to do. And remember that Jesus is coming again. And I encourage you, I urge you to say yes to Jesus, to to step into your calling uh, as a forerunner. I encourage you to, to, to go to the wilderness, go to the wilderness of prayer and fasting so that you can emerge with a voice of clarity and authority right now in the midst of the craziness that's happening in the earth because God always brings heaven to earth in partnership with humanity. God, I pray for everyone that hears this episode and sees this episode, Lord. Bless them with boldness, Lord, and conviction. I pray that you draw them away, call them away to the secret place of prayer and fasting, to the place of your presence, to intimacy with you, Jesus. And I pray that you would raise up your church to be forerunners for your second coming, to see the fullness of all of your promises fulfilled on the earth. Make us ready for your return, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, If you have not yet, please hit subscribe to continue to follow the Presence Pioneers podcast. If you're on Apple or iTunes, please leave us a review or a rating. That would be awesome. It helps us in the algorithm so more people see the podcast. The same thing on YouTube. If you can give us a thumbs up uh, or a comment on YouTube, all of those kinds of things uh, help us so that the message of day and night prayer gets out to more people, and that Jesus is glorified. So thanks for tuning in today, guys. Remember, God's presence changes everything.